Hello, and welcome to Taekwondo Don't, The Shame Chronicles. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Melanie. Uh, previously known as the Two Sibs Podcast, the Unnamed Podcast, uh, Voldemort's Podcast, etc. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess let's get started. Uh, obviously, we finally decided on a name. Uh, it wasn't really anything that we had uh, previously discussed on the podcast. Um I don't really want to go into it uh, in too much detail. Um, I think the name kind of uh, speaks for itself, uh, <laughs> especially if you if you listened to last week's episode. Um, really, all I want to say about it is um, I don't really feel like it's necessarily an insult to people who like Taekwondo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Taekwondo is great. All martial arts are great as long as you're doing it for um, sort of the right reasons, right? Like right. Uh, it could be like a good hobby. Um, you know, it's a good source of exercise. I think the the problem is when you go into it <laughs> thinking that it's going to make you cooler outside <laughs> of you know the martial arts class, right? <laughs> uh, which I think we're we probably both fell victim to that uh, line yeah. of line of reasoning. Yeah. So, yeah, so again, um, I don't want to, uh, I don't want anyone to think that we're anti-taekwondo or anti-martial arts. Uh, we're just sort of, um, we've come to the conclusion that, uh, taekwondo and martial arts don't necessarily make you cooler. Right. Okay. So, moving on, um... Last week, we sort of talked about, uh, we touched on the subject of um, sort of realizing whether or not you're doing something embarrassing um, sort of while you're doing it. And Mm -hmm. I think I said that um, my sense of embarrassment was fairly honed. uh, Mm -hmm. And I sort of implied that any time I did something embarrassing, I knew while I was doing it. And I think that maybe that's sort of a misrepresentation um, of what actually happens. Uh, so so let me try to, I, I don't know, rephrase this a little bit. I think it's less of an awareness of doing something embarrassing and more of a, a constant fear that what <laughs> I'm doing might be embarrassing, mm-hmm. uh, even though I don't necessarily know um, you know, at the time if what I'm doing is embarrassing. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, clearly, you know, having this, uh, this fear hasn't kept me from doing anything embarrassing. (laughs) Right. uh, As we discussed in the last episode. Um, sometimes I feel like this fear is a little bit consuming. Like it bleeds over into my dreams a lot. Uh Uh, like I, I had this dream maybe a year ago where I was sort of back in middle school, except it wasn't really middle school. It was like a, almost like I was in an alleyway and like all of my classmates were on top of the buildings on either side of me okay. <laughs> looking down. And, uh, I had like a, a rubber ball that I had to kick, you know, just like a drop kick or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why they're playing a game or something. Um, and I went to kick it and I just completely missed. And then all all of my friends and peers on both sides of the buildings, uh, on either side of me, 
just sort of started laughing and pointing at me. <laughs> and then I woke up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they were like totally judging you because they were like above you and laughing at you. Yeah. And this is, this is a dream I had, you know, relatively recently. I feel like at this point in my life, um, I don't let the embarrassing things that I do sort of get to me as much as I used to. Right. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm able to let things go a little bit easier now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I woke up, uh, after having that dream and I was like, man, what the hell? Why am I so insecure today? (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of, um, when you're like walking along and you trip over like nothing and then there's that moment, (laughs) right? When you're like, clearly people saw me, (laughs) they know that I just tripped. But do you just keep walking and pretend it didn't happen? Because that's kind of embarrassing. Or or do you, like, you know, sort of laugh and look around and be like, oh, hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, oh, I just tripped over nothing. <laughs> sort of, like, inviting people to laugh at you. <laughs> I Well, I feel like the sort of inviting people to laugh at you is better than yeah. sort of pretending it didn't happen and them laughing at you yeah. because you because you don't want to be embarrassed by it. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I recently had a conversation with some friends about this, about um, sort of the idea that when people fall, when people fall, you can't help but laugh. And I don't feel that like I, that's not true for me. When people fall, like I don't laugh at them. I don't, I don't like think that that's inherently funny, I guess. Sure. But, um, but when I fall, I am fully aware that that is other people's initial reaction. Um, and I was, I was walking along, this was like last semester or two semesters ago, but I have a habit of, um, reading while walking. So, um, so I trip a lot (laughs) and I was, I was, um, walking across campus going into a building and I was reading a book while like, while reaching for the door to open it. (laughs) And, uh, and there was, you know, those little, um, those little stoppers that like if you push the door all the way back into it it'll hold the door open Uh it's like a little tiny thing that sticks up out of the ground sometimes yeah well so you know i'm i was fully aware of my surroundings like i was looking above my book and could see where the door was and all this stuff but i did not see the little like inch tall (laughs) stopper thing Uh and uh i just like caught my toes right underneath the edge of it and fell into the door um, like, as I was trying to pull the door open, I fell into it and closed it. <laughs> and uh, there were definitely people around <laughs> who saw this, and I was sort of just like, oh, haha. And then I just, like, ran inside the building. <laughs> so, I don't know. It was just a funny story of me falling, but um, but I don't, I don't tend to laugh when, when other people fall, I guess. I don't know. Maybe that makes me better than other people. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it probably does. I I think I'm I'm a laugher uh, when it comes to people falling or doing mm-hmm. something um, clumsy. Yeah. Which, I mean, considering that I'm like you, I think I I'm relatively clumsy. I I trip over things. I um, sometimes I'll just like trip over my own feet. It yeah. It's not necessarily that I like tripped over a curb or something. Right. Um, 
Yeah, so I probably should be more like you and not laugh at people in that situation. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, I don't, I don't really mind when other people laugh at me, so I'm not sure why I'm so sensitive of, like, when other people fall, I instantly just feel terrible for them. And I'm always like, actually, it kind of goes to a mean place because <laughs> people fall, and then I look around and other people are laughing at them, and I'm like, oh, don't laugh at them, you know, like, oh, that's so mean. And then, and then I instantly think to the person, "Why'd you fall? <laughs> like, why'd you fall and make these people laugh at you? <laughs> and then make me feel bad that they're laughing at you?" So, I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is sort of similar to the situation where, um, like, let's say you and your friends are, um, say, leaving leaving school or something, and you're going sort of to the parking lot where your cars are. And right. as you're leaving the building, you say, okay, we'll see you later. But then you guys have to sort of walk together for the next like 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds. Right. Um, I always feel like it's best to say something just about that situation. Yeah. Like, like well, this is awkward. Now we have to walk together for 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, but it's always... Um, like, even more awkward if you or the other person sort of starts up another conversation. Yeah. Uh, that lasts longer than that 30-second walk. Yeah. Uh, because when you get to the point where you actually have to part ways, you're like, well, uh, I don't know if you were done yet, but see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tricky thing, man. Yeah. Okay. Um on the on the topic of embarrassment um and this is sort of going back to the the segment that we started last episode mm-hmm. um that we called uh Kyle apologizes for something he said <laughs> um i'm going to change this a little bit to Kyle apologizes for something he did <laughs> okay um and basically what this is is uh last week when we played the the call in um calls i attributed the first call to uh javier uh which i must have uh i must have sort of predetermined that the call was from him because (laughs) i read the google text translation and it said something about florida uh (laughs) it said it had a slight misspelling of my wife's name uh who he used to work with um and so I just assumed that it was him. Now, right. it wasn't really him. <laughs> uh, this was, um, I guess, an acquaintance of mine and a friend of yours. And I guess he's sort of related to you now. Um, yeah, he's my he's brother-in-law. Your, yeah, brother-in-law. Uh, and that's Stephen. So um, I feel like I have to make two apologies. <laughs> <laughs> the first one to Stephen um, for... Uh, saying that his call was from Javier, and the second one to Javier uh, for pretending that he called in. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Stuff happens. Sorry, guys. Um, Next time, I recommend that you uh, give us your name. (laughs) (laughs) And then we won't have that problem. What's funny is that in that call, neither Florida nor Lauren were actual words (laughs) that were said. (laughs) I know. Uh, I pretty much completely forgot about what the Google text translation was. Um, 
yeah, as soon as it happened. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I apologize. Uh, hopefully it won't happen again. And uh, also, if you call in and tell us how you're related to us, uh, as we discussed last time, uh, that will also help alleviate this problem. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, so you guys are listening to the Taekwondo Don't uh, Shame Chronicles podcast. Uh, we'll be back in just a second. All right, uh, we're back from the break. So, uh, so Melanie, how are you feeling? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty sick right now. Um, in case it's not obvious from the way my voice sounds, I have a little bit of a cold. Um, and when you're pregnant, you can't really take anything. <laughs> so pretty much I've just been suffering <laughs> for the weekend. Uh, you can't take anything because... Um, you're not really the supposed baby, to take, yeah, you're not really supposed to take medications because pretty much your baby is also taking them. <laughs> so um, you're allowed to take Tylenol. Okay. And uh, that's about it. So. so is the problem that maybe the baby would just get too high of a dose? Yeah, and like some, um, a lot of cold and flu medications have like alcohol in them. So Right. Um, yeah, so Tylenol is safe. Um, and I was just looking at my package of cough drops. And I'm not entirely sure that I can even take one of those because apparently, uh, if they have menthol in them, you're not supposed to take those either. <laughs> so, so I'm pretty much I'm just um, blowing my nose a lot <laughs> and drinking water. <laughs> okay. Well, awesome. hope you feel better. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, I want to talk about uh, something that we had as children. Um, and this is sort of a, a educational computer thing <laughs> that you hook up to a TV. Is it Socrates? Uh, yeah, the Socrates. <laughs> um, now, I remember probably my earliest memory of the Socrates was when we were in uh, living in Denver or living in Highlands Ranch. Um, mm-hmm. I think I was probably in kindergarten or first grade, and. Um, there are sort of uh, various games that you can play that really just sort of like test um, uh, various uh, like mental calculations or uh, memory skills or something like that. Right. Um, I remember at that age, sort of, um, I sort of uh, took a liking to math uh, uh-huh. and. At the time, I thought that maybe it was just because I was especially good at math, um, which, I mean, maybe I was. Maybe I had a slightly above-average um, propensity for uh, <laughs> for doing algebra. Right. Um, but I feel like a lot of my sort of motivation to get better at math came from the fact that um, one of our parents, or maybe both of our parents... Um, were impressed by the fact that I could do (laughs) math. (laughs) Right. Uh, And so I think I sort of dove into it uh, as a way to sort of prove my genius. (laughs) As a (laughs) six-year-old? Yeah. Uh, I I have this very distinct memory of, um, like, playing with the Socrates, and there was one of the games was, like, do long division. And, uh, at the time I didn't know how to do it, but I think I asked mom, um, 
how to do long division, and she sort of explained it to me. And it's really just sort of a uh, sort of a recipe that you just follow. Right. Um, and so I learned long division at a pretty young age, and I sort of used that as sort of the self proof of my genius. <laughs> um, but then I have this memory, uh, it's probably about the same age, where there's another game in the Socrates that's called, um, well, I don't remember what it's called, but it's basically Hangman, uh-huh. um, where, you know, you guess a letter and it fills in the blanks if it, if it matches uh, in the word that you're supposed to be guessing. Um, and I think I was playing this, I don't know if it was with you or with a friend, uh, it's like a two-player thing where you sort of switch back and forth. And, um, so I'm going to read you the, (laughs) sort of the characters. There's one character that's missing in this word. Um, so I'm just going to read it to you. Uh, it's blank, A, N, A, N, A. (laughs) And I just remember being so stumped on this word. (laughs) And, uh... It, it got to the point where... So I was definitely playing with somebody else. Uh, mm. So there was sort of this competitive aspect where like, I knew it was an easy word. I knew that I had like uh, maybe 20 possible choices of letters. Uh-huh. Probably really only like five possible choices of letters. <laughs> um, and I think I remember asking Dad <laughs> like, to give me a hint. And he was like, well, just, uh, just, you know, pronounce what you have there. And so he was like, you know, anana. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, anana, I've never heard of that word. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, yeah, you know, but, you know, the letters that are there, you know, you pronounce that anana. <laughs> and so finally, um... I chose a U as the letter. <laughs> <laughs> because I knew that a U made the a uh sound. <laughs> and so, of course, I got it wrong, and my friend, or maybe it was you or whoever, immediately got it right because, you know, yeah. um, <laughs> that's like the easiest word <laughs> to sort of <laughs> fill in the letter. Uh so I look back on that, and I think that, you know, maybe when I was a young child, I really wasn't, you know, the sort of super genius that I thought I was. <laughs> What's funny about that is that's the only game I remember playing, <laughs> is the, the Hangman one. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think the other ones were too hard for me. You don't remember, like, the one where you paint a picture? Or it's really like a, you select, like, pictures from, like, a clip art thing, and then you just sort of stamp them onto the screen? Um, I sort of vaguely remember that. Uh, there was also like a music program where it gave you, it gave you like maybe, um, like two octaves on a keyboard and, uh, each key sort of corresponded to the, the, uh, sort of crappy little physical keyboard that came with the Socrates. Yeah. Um, there was also, uh... Well, I don't remember what game this was, but I just remember the sound. And it was something like, da, 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 or something like that. 
<laughs> and that was supposed to mean that you got it wrong. Whatever it was. You know, uh, I used to, when I was little and we had that game, I thought that like everybody else had it. <laughs> like, but nobody did. <laughs> I was like, oh, let's play your Socrates game. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we had that instead of, like, a Nintendo. Right. <laughs> it was like, yeah, you want to come over and play some video games? Let's do Long Division. <laughs> <laughs> we just had good parents, that's all. <laughs> yeah. I th- I think that that was probably sort of a an incredible learning tool. Yeah, it was, because um, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, it made me feel like a super genius. <laughs> <laughs> right, most of the time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean... it. At the time, I felt like a super genius. Even when I missed uh, spelling that word banana, when I spelled mm-hmm. it as U-A-N-A-N-A, um, I blamed Dad. Because <laughs> of the way he pronounced it? Yeah. I thought he was like pronouncing the actual word that it was supposed to be. Uh, yeah, but now looking back on it, clearly... Yeah, there's just that part of my brain wasn't firing at all cylinders, I guess. <laughs> That's funny. Um Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Socrates. <laughs> the uh <laughs> the crappy plastic electronic device. Uh not the philosopher. But I liked the little robot, the little Socrates robot guy. Uh, yeah, he what sort of looked a little bit like... Um, Johnny Five. Yeah. I think he might have been just a direct ripoff of <laughs> of Johnny Five. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Because he even had like the little um, like metal eyebrows, I think. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> and then he like blink when his little things would close. His yeah, little... he had he had the head that looked a little bit like ET, uh-huh. um, like a mechanical ET, and uh, he had the little eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, he was great. <laughs> All right, uh, this is Taekwondo, the Shame Chronicles. We'll be right back. All right, uh, and we're back. So, so Melanie, tell me about haikus. <laughs> Okay, so I guess this is also kind of embarrassing. Um, so uh, I like this singer, Matt Nathanson, and is that, he has... I mean, is that the embarrassing part? No, no, no. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe some people might think it is. I'm not sure. Okay. But um, no, I, so I like Matt Nathanson, and he has a, a new album out called Modern Love. And so for Valentine's Day, he did this haiku contest on his Facebook and it was like basically uh, sort of as like a way to like you know remind people of his album, I guess, <laughs> and to just do something kind of fun. So, <clears throat> so he asked people to submit haikus about modern love, and it wasn't really clear if he meant about his album or about the idea of modern love or whatever. Sure. But um, so he gave an example on his Facebook, and it was something like. Um, Let's stay in tonight, feed each other sexy things, pizza bagel bites. 
<laughs> and so I sort of took that as the kind of haiku that he might be looking for. Something kind of funny, has a little bit of a turn at the end in the third line. Right. And um, so I submitted five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I think there were about 850 total replies and not all of those included haikus <clears throat> and um so so this contest was on tuesday on valentine's day and he said he was going to announce the winner by the end of the week but he still hasn't yet so i'm still holding out hope that i've won um but the grand prize is a is a scrabble board <laughs> it's <Okay>. like <laughs> like just a scrabble board but he'll also read your haiku in a video and then uh send you an autographed copy of the album which is pretty cool. Um, mostly, I just entered to win, <laughs> not not because I really necessarily care that much about the prizes. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so, like I said, I entered five, um, and they're not so much about modern love. So I'm not really sure <laughs> <laughs> that they're really that they really have a chance of winning. But they do have the correct syllable count, which I <laughs> cannot say for about at least half of the entries. <laughs> well, I mean. That's sort of the defining characteristic of a haiku, right? Yeah, three lines, and you and the usual haiku is five seven five. Well, okay, you say the usual haiku. Is there an unusual haiku? Well, so I don't know a lot about this because I'm not a poet and haven't studied haikus very much, but um, I do believe that there are alternate forms of the haiku which have different syllable counts. But the one everybody knows <laughs> is five seven five. Right. Um, and usually they also have something to do with nature, but obviously in this case, that's not probably a prerequisite. <laughs> so, I guess probably traditionally they were in Japanese as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so yeah, most of the, the haikus that were submitted did not have the right syllable count. So I thought, oh, well, those will just be disqualified. Um, and then, then I've got five out of like, out of like 400 you know right and then other haikus were like um see this is this is the embarrassing thing how judgmental i am about this um (laughs) other haikus were like uh really abstract and used a lot of cliches or they were about how sexy matt nathanson is (laughs) or um or they just (laughs) used his song titles (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as like the lines of the haiku like they weren't trying to say anything they were just using his song title so they were really just sort of pandering yeah exactly and i like to think that matt nathanson would not choose any of those kinds of haikus because uh i think he has a little bit uh better artistic sensibility than that and uh and also, if he's going to have to read the winning haiku, he'd look like a total douchebag to be like, oh, Matt Nathanson is so hot, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. So, <clears throat> so anyway, I feel like my chances are decent, <clears throat> but I thought I would maybe share a few of them with you guys. Okay. So, <clears throat> sorry. Um, so, I'll share the first one that, um, that Josh, I submitted on behalf of Josh. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> He and he and some friends came up with this um, a few years ago, so if they're listening, they might recognize it. Um, and so it goes like this. I saw fish make love. Some have more than one partner. It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's the first one. Um, 
and then I uh, I submitted uh, the next uh, three of these. Bug outside my door. You wanted to come in, but lost your leg and died. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it has been three weeks since I've shaved my legs for you. Happy Valentine's. <laughs> and then this last one. Um, why can't we be friends? You know I didn't mean to give you syphilis. <laughs> and I realized after I submitted them that uh, they're not super lovely. <laughs> like, they're not, like, right. like really romantic. <laughs> yeah, they're not really romantic in the traditional sense or really in the sort of, like, new sincerity sense. Right. But I think they're funny, so... <laughs> Um, all I can say is if any of the other haikus I described win over any of mine, I will be upset. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right. I'm sorry. I have to apologize for my dog. (laughs) I'm sure he's coming through on the microphones. Uh, give me a second. We'll pick this right back up. Okay. Um, so you submitted these haikus, uh, in the hopes that you're going to win, um, an autographed Scrabble board. Um, well, a Scrabble board and an autographed album. Oh, so (laughs) it's just, uh, like a shrimp racked Scrabble board. (laughs) I assume so. I think he, I think he enjoys playing Scrabble, so it's just kind of like sharing something he enjoys as a prize. (laughs) Uh, well, I mean, would it be more valuable to you um, if this was a board that he's actually used? Um, <clears throat> I mean, that would be cool, I guess. Yeah. Like, what if uh, in his video, uh, if he sort of spelled out your haiku with Scrabble pieces? That would be pretty cool. And then gave you the board with those pieces. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty neat, I guess. But he hasn't decided on a winner yet. No, he um, posted something I think yesterday saying that they were going through all of the um, all of their responses and would make their decision soon. So, so I mean, do you have an example of sort of a bad one that somebody submitted? Um, I could probably pull one up if you'll give me a minute. Sure. Um, while I'm pulling this up, though. Um, I thought it might be kind of um, cool if people called in or emailed in with some haikus. Because uh, I noticed that as soon as I uh, started posting about this haiku contest to my friends on Facebook or telling them about it, that um, instantly everybody sort of like wanted to write haikus. (laughs) Right. Uh, Um, Because they're fun. (laughs) Yeah, I'm guilty of this as well. Um, I think I posted three haikus uh, which I, well, I don't want to spend the time to go look them up. Um, (laughs) But basically they were all sort of uh, self-referential or meta in a way. Um, Which really uh, sort of ruined the rest of my night uh, because I started thinking only in haikus (laughs) and only in self-referential haikus. (laughs) Right. So thanks for that. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I do like your suggestion um, 
for people to uh, to call in and read us their haikus or tell us their haikus. Uh, do you have a particular subject in mind, or can it just be about anything? Um, I think they could just be about anything. Um, but obviously, I think the haikus are better when they're funny. So <laughs> that could be like maybe just the primary requirement. <laughs> sure. And if it's not funny, we'll just make fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> so please call in. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. So here's one. <clears throat> and I feel kind of bad reading this, but I doubt that this person listens to our podcast. So. <laughs> well, you don't have to read their name. It could just be anonymous. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so this one goes, Liquid Melody oozing berries from my bows tickles my body (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not really sure like what how berries are oozed from a like a bose sound system (laughs) is that what it bose yeah yeah i thought maybe it was like uh like b-o-u-g-h-s like of a tree Oh, like that? Or, or like a a bow and arrow. (laughs) I was thinking like (laughs) B-A-U, like like my bow. (laughs) Yeah, well, that makes a little more sense, I guess. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and that person submitted that one three times that I can see. Oh, that's... (laughs) Like the same one three times. Huh. Um... Somebody else posted, this isn't a haiku, but they posted a, for President's Day, perhaps just a contest to see who actually knows what a haiku is. <laughs> <laughs> because um, lots of these people, obviously, like I said, don't really know. Don't know what a haiku count is. Count syllables. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's one. Feeling passion, dear, my weakness for your body sets my heart afire. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, this person submitted two. So the other one is, um, uh, tremble, breathless, blush, fantasize, pleasure, delight, desire your love. (laughs) (laughs) So basically just a list of words. Yeah, and there were commas between pretty much all of those. (laughs) Um... So yeah, so yeah, some of them are just like, oh, like they did count syllables, but they didn't actually try to like make any sense. <laughs> right. So I mean, despite the fact that we just discussed um, that your entries really aren't that romantic, right? Uh, do you think that you might have a have an edge over these people based on the fact that at least yours sort of makes sense? They tell a story. Um, they're an actual haiku. Uh, yeah. You like might win on so. technical merit. Yeah, I mean, I figure most of these he should just weed out very quickly. So, you know, so that reduces the pool of entries that I'm competing against. So, <laughs> uh, Here, have you? Here's one. What? I was going to say, have you um, sent him a message, sort of <laughs> asking him if he's going to weed out the bad ones? Well, in his message about choosing the winner, he did say something about, uh, <clears throat> like, congratulating people on their syllable-specific haikus. <laughs> so, maybe he picked up on it. 
Um, but I don't know if he's using that as criteria or not. Um, here's one that's five lines long. Oh. Clouds form. There is a hunger in the air. Guitar in hand. Play for me. Passion is strong. Waiting to feel the release. <laughs> <laughs> and then there are others that are just funny, <clears throat> but they're about the haiku contest themselves. Uh-huh. So, like, there's this one, because um, he had a, a midnight deadline, and so this person wrote, In the nick of time, I tried to make a haiku all before midnight. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, good job, but, like, <laughs> that's not going to win, because, it's not, I mean, it's about the contest, it's not about modern love. So, <laughs> anyways. Okay, so... um <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, uh, if you have an idea for a haiku, and hopefully, you know, it's funny, uh, please call in and let us know. Um, when we do the, the call-in segment, we'll tell you what the new phone number is, um, but we'll get to that in just a bit. Um, you're listening to Taekwondo, Don't, The Shame Chronicles. We'll be right back. All right, uh, and we're back. So, Melanie, I just want to... I want to start a new segment. Um, I think that maybe we'll get a lot of uh, uh, a lot of mileage out of this segment um, in the future. But I'm going to call this uh, verses, okay. and this is kind of uh, just a game where I sort of uh, put two ideas or two people against each other, and you have to sort of tell me uh, which one wins. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, this week, uh, the theme is going to be Hollywood actors. Okay. So, uh, the first battle, uh, which I think is probably an easy one, uh, but I guess we'll find out, <laughs> is uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt versus Michael Sarah. Oh. Um, well, I have to go with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, okay. Is that what you thought I was going to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, mostly because, like, he seems to have totally turned his career around. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Michael Sarah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Michael Sarah is great, but he's kind of one note. Like, he almost always plays the same kind he, of character. He just plays Michael Sarah. Yeah. And everything. Yeah, I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, <clears throat> um, you know, he's he's got some emotional range, so, like, he can make you cry. I appreciate that. Uh, he's also a pretty good-looking man. Yeah, he's uh, pretty good-looking. He's sort of, um, I'd say he sort of grew into his body type. Remember when he <laughs> yeah. was on, um, uh, Third Rock from the Sun? Yes. <laughs> he was sort of a nerdy, uh, well, he was an alien. Um, <laughs> so I guess that explains sort of the quirkiness, but sort of the nerdy, quirky, uh, teenage boy. Right. Um. Which obviously that show was a was a comedy. It was a sitcom, so that was supposed to be what his character was. But he really sort of grew into to. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call him an accomplished actor yet, right? Um, but he's he's had some pretty good roles, I'd say. Yeah, and like you're not going to see Michael Sarah in a GI Joe movie. Not that it was a great movie, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean you're not going to see him in that. <laughs> um. No, I haven't seen G.I. Joe. 
You probably shouldn't. It's not very good. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I only watched it because I think Channing Tatum is in it. <laughs> uh, so do you watch um, all those movies uh, that are sort of... Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, adaptations Back? from... Um, somebody sparks nicholas sparks nicholas sparks yeah it's pretty much always uh channing tatum and um i can't think of her name uh she was in the notebook and oh rachel mcadams yeah uh she was also in the time traveler's wife right i haven't seen that one but uh well, that's not Nicholas Sparks, though. Um, but yeah, but it's, well, it's a Nicholas Sparks kind of, yeah, kind of story. Yeah, um, I will say that uh, while I have incredibly picky tastes in books, I do not have picky tastes in movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will watch pretty much anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's um, probably a difference in the amount of commitment between reading yeah. a book and watching a movie so that you could watch a two hour movie or an hour and a half long movie and not feel uh, like you wasted your time if it was a bad movie. Yeah. I will say probably the worst like romantic comedy or, you know, or drama, any kind of movie like that, that I've watched recently was that awful Valentine's day movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, or no, uh, I guess it was new year's. It was new the new year's, year's one. New year's Eve oh, or man. New year's day or whatever it was called. It was so bad. It was, like, it's probably the worst movie I've seen recently, um, like, in the last year. <laughs> so, did you see um, Valentine's Day? I did, and it, it was it was better than that one. I mean, it was worse than that one. Valentine's Day was better. It so, was still bad. Yeah, I haven't seen either of these movies, um, because when I saw the preview, it seemed like it was, uh, let's put as many sort of yes. famous Hollywood <laughs> people in a movie as possible. Um, and maybe try to make the story interesting uh, by interconnecting their their lives a little bit. Yeah, and really, they, I mean, they have so many different people in those movies that really, like, each couple or each individual gets maybe five to seven minutes total screen time in the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) So it's, like, really hard to care about any of them. Right. And it ends up functioning entirely upon you trying to guess, like, what's the connection going to be between a certain number of people in the movie by the end. So, yeah, it's really bad. But I will say, um, speaking of seeing movies with Channing Tatum in them, <laughs> I did go and see The Vow, and I actually thought it was pretty good. So Yeah, that's uh, a movie with Channing Tatum and Rachel, Rachel McAdams. <laughs> yeah. Um, that... So seeing the preview of that movie sort of uh, made me think of uh, another movie that I saw maybe a year ago. Uh, Lauren and I went to see it. I think it was called uh, One Day. Okay. Um, and Oh, I wanted to see that. Was it any good? Yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, but basically, okay. it's a movie where uh, you sort of, each scene is sort of one day out of a year in these two people's lives and it takes place over um a span of about 20 years um and yeah it's pretty good so but it sort of has the 
with that same sort of um, like two people meet, uh, you know, they maybe hit it off a little bit, but then they sort of uh, fall away from each other again, and then there's sort mm -hmm. of the uh, expectation that in the end they're going to get together or whatever. So yeah, I feel like that's and, sort of the same plot that I got from the preview of The Vow. Yeah, and I'll say that based on the preview, I really didn't expect it to be very good, because <laughs> while Channing Tatum is a good person to look at, <laughs> right. I don't necessarily think of him as a great actor. <laughs> sure. Um, I don't think too many people do. I mean, he has his moments, I guess. And actually, there is a movie that he was really good in. Um, it's called uh, A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints, and that's actually a really good movie. It has um, Robert Downey Jr. in it. But other than that, I don't think of him as being, like, you know, a great actor. So I was sort of like, okay, I like Rachel McAdams. I don't mind looking at Channing Tatum. I'll go see this movie. Um, but it was way better than I expected it to be. And it could just be that my expectations were really low going in. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it was, it was pretty good. It's probably the best, like, romantic drama that I've seen in a while. Um, and the other thing about those movies is I often will go see them by myself because <laughs> josh won't go with me <laughs> sure um sometimes he will he's a trooper but um but usually you know i'll, I'll be like hey i'm gonna go see i i kind of almost went to go see big miracle the whale movie <laughs> and he was just kind I've of like about that yeah i i knew before i even brought it up that he was not gonna go see that with me <laughs> so when i told him i was gonna go see the vow like i didn't even ask him to go um <laughs> But uh, I think that's part of what I like about those movies is kind of like me time and just go and hang out in the movie theater for a couple of hours. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay, so back to the game. Uh, you've decided uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt over Michael Sarah. Yeah. Um, which I agree with you. Uh, I, I like Michael Sarah. I like his movies. Um, but I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is sort of um, a little more compelling. Yeah. Uh, also, in terms of looks, I'm not afraid to say Joseph Gordon-Levitt is a handsome man. <laughs> yeah, but he's like a different kind of handsome man. Yeah, he's not like your super, like, hulky, yeah. ripped guy. Right. He's sort of a stylized, like, he's still sort of the sleight of frame guy, but yeah. But he he carries himself well. Yeah, I agree. So, Okay. Let's move on to the next uh, contest. I think this one may be a little bit harder. Um, not for me. <laughs> um, but, okay, here goes. Zoe Deschanel versus Emma Stone. Oh, I have to go with Emma Stone. Okay, yeah, me too. I like Zoe, but uh, Emma Stone's hilarious. <laughs> She's really funny, and yeah. she also just seems really like, um, like really down to earth. So, I like that about her. <laughs> um, I agree. I, I like Emma Stone. I think she's funny. They both have sort of a um, quirky quality mm -hmm. to them. Yeah. But I feel like uh, I feel like maybe Zoe Deschanel is sort of uh, pretending to be quirky. <laughs> I kind of I kind of get that impression sometimes too. And either way, her quirk is not the same as my quirk and I feel like Emma Stone is more like my quirk. So yeah. Uh have you seen the movie Easy A? 
Yes. That is probably one of my favorite movies of the past, like, I don't know, five years. It's really funny. I didn't expect it to be. In fact, a lot of our friends went to go see it, and I was like, oh, that looks stupid. (laughs) And that was like, I guess that was kind of as she was becoming more well-known, maybe. Um, Because I I hadn't seen a movie with her before that, I don't think. Right. Um, But yeah, she's hilarious in that movie. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. When I first uh, saw the previews, I was like, um... You know, it just it looked it looked sort of like your stereotypical sort of teenage sex comedy, right? Um, and then I don't remember why we decided to go see it, but yeah, I ended up pretty much laughing my ass off for the entire thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think that just goes back to um, sort of Emma Stone's sort of natural uh, comedy abilities. Yeah, um, she was also really good in. Um Oh, that movie with uh, Steve Carell and What's-His-Face. <laughs> oh, um, I don't remember what it was called, <laughs> but he and his wife, or Steve Carell and his wife get separated. Yeah. And, uh, was that? Yeah, I guess that was Emma Stone. Yeah. Um, Who's the other guy? The, he's really the famous. The famous guy? <laughs> Who's yeah. in every movie? Yeah. He's uh, in the Ides of March. Pe- people who are listening to this are the yelling. <laughs> Um, I was actually going to put him versus uh, somebody else in this game, but I couldn't remember his name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, what is his name? (laughs) Um, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. I was going to pit him against... um, uh, Another Ryan, (laughs) who I can't remember. Wow, this segment is going really well. <laughs> uh, not Ryan Reynolds. Um, oh, okay. It was uh, he. He was in a lot of sort of sort of older teen movies. Um, not like super old, but like from the nineties or early two thousands. Um, oh, Philippi. Yeah, Ryan Philippi. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a while where uh, I was getting. Um, Ryan Gosling and Ryan Philippi confused. <laughs> like people, people would say, "Oh, let's go see that new Ryan Gosling movie." And I was like, <laughs> "Why the hell is Ryan Philippi in a movie?" <laughs> like he's still around. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Lauren was like, "Yeah, you know, he's in like every movie now." And I was like, "What? <laughs> I haven't seen him on anything in like ten years." <laughs> yeah. Um, I would go with Ryan Gosling if if that was a contest. Yeah, I guess I would too. Mostly because of his performance in Lars and the Real Girl. Have you seen uh, that movie? No, I haven't. You should watch that movie. It's really does, good. Does he play Lars? He does play Lars. That's, um, uh, that's sort of like an independent film, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like this super weird dude and he ends up purchasing a real doll to be like his girlfriend (laughs) and it's really great (laughs) it's like a it's like a sex doll right yeah i mean he's not using it for that sure yeah yeah (laughs) he's just using it pretending that it's his girlfriend (laughs) it's just really quirky porn (laughs) (laughs) it's really great you should watch it (laughs) uh all right you'll have to check that out yeah uh okay so moving on to the last uh contest uh, I think this one, uh, I'm sort of undecided on this one. I think it's going to be kind of tough. 
Okay. Um, and basically, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman <laughs> versus Jeff Bridges. Oh. <clears throat> well, this is probably hard for some people, but for me, it's a no-brainer. I have to go with Jeff Bridges. Okay. Because for some reason, the <laughs> the thing that makes everyone in the world love Philip Seymour Hoffman, <laughs> I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you're, not, know you're not a PSH fan? <laughs> no. And, and it, you know, there was a time in my life <laughs> when I thought, what's wrong with me? Why don't I like this guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't dislike him, I guess. Uh, I think part of it is that he always, he, I think he chooses his roles really well because he always plays um, sort of like odd, um, not romantic <laughs> Like kinds of of characters. But for me, like, uh, unless there's something particularly endearing about those characters, I I don't usually get into them. So, sure. uh, So it's just harder for me to relate to. Yeah. He, he always plays sort of the, the unlikable character. Yeah. So I can see how, uh, his, his choice of roles would sort of affect how you see, uh, how you view his sort of acting performance. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a good actor. I just don't care. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he was good in Ides of March though. I thought he was pretty good in that movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say he sort of has almost the same problem that Michael Sarah has. Uh (laughs) Um, he doesn't. He's not always playing the same character, but he's always playing. Um, I don't know. Like he's always playing the character with like the big glaring flaw. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It, See, and in in writing and stuff, I would love all of those characters, but in movies, it's just harder. <laughs> <laughs> like he was in that. Um, oh, he played the priest in that one movie about the Catholic church oh uh doubt yeah and that was a great movie and i think he was really good in it but i didn't like him (laughs) (laughs) sure um okay so when you chose jeff bridges are you choosing jeff bridges because you're sort of indifferent about psh (laughs) no i really like jeff bridges um and I mean, everyone I think who saw Crazy Heart really liked it. That's one movie that I really, really like him in. Um, and to be honest, I've never seen The Big Lebowski all the way through, so that's not <laughs> why either. <laughs> that's uh, that's something that you should probably rectify. I, I mean, know. I think that movie might get uh, sort of a bad rep- uh, representation um, because. There are so many like douchebags who like that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like you know when every when anything gets popular, um, because it's good, uh, yeah. you're gonna have sort of those fans that gravitate towards it that you sort of hate. Yeah, um, I mean, I, like I've tried watching it, but I can't say that I have always tried watching it like at the right time, like. Um, the last time that I tried watching it, I was, um, I had just gotten back from a wedding, <laughs> um, <laughs> late at night and I was exhausted and I had, was like, had, had traveled like 13 hours, like the day before to get there. 
and was with um, our friend Zach and some people in his program, and they were watching it. <laughs> and so uh-huh. I was like in a in a random house with strangers, <laughs> exhausted, <laughs> still in my wedding clothes. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> trying yeah. to watch this movie that's so. that's probably not a good time to watch anything <laughs> probably not so i mean i can't say i've given it like an honest try um and i've definitely been proven wrong when i initially didn't like a movie before like um i watched uh eternal sunshine of the spotless mind uh-huh. and i only made it through the first 30 minutes before i had to do something and uh i didn't like it didn't grab me in the first 30 minutes <laughs> Yeah, and so I waited like two weeks to finish watching it, <laughs> and then I loved it. So yeah, that movie is a little bit of a slow burn. Yeah. Um, but then there's sort of like I don't know. The back half of it is pretty interesting. Yeah. With all the sort of seeing how seeing how memories relate to each other. And, right. Um, that was that's probably one of my favorite Jim Carrey movies. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good one. And he's not really funny in it. It's more of a serious thing. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, so I don't know if we're going to do this segment every week, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's probably going to be something reoccurring. Um, if anybody out there is listening and you have ideas for um, sort of themes, uh, shoot me an email or send us a voice message and uh we will probably use it in whatever the next uh next episode is we'll be back in just a second and we're back so um let's uh you know what let's go to the tape uh we got a couple of calls or at least one call um and i'm not going to do any setting up anymore because of (laughs) uh, what happened last time (laughs) So, uh, we're just going to play these. Um, if the people who are calling in give us their name, uh, then maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll give them, uh, some attribution <laughs> once we've listened to it. Um, but, uh, I don't want to be, uh, apologizing for anything anymore. So, uh, without further ado, uh, let's play the first one. Hi, it's Steven Radarowski. I'm really hoping to hear how Google Chrome decides to spell Radarowski. Anyway, um, I know Melanie through grad school, and she's my sister-in-law, I think. Um, I know Kyle from allegedly flirting with him. At, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, I was just calling. I was so excited to hear my my message on your podcast, and, and you said it was obvious. I was following. Anyway, I love the podcast so far. Miss you guys. Hope everything's cool. Keep it up. Awkwardly ending. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so, uh, I guess first of all, Stephen, thanks for calling. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. Uh, I already apologized for um, last episode saying that uh, you were Javier. Um, was there anything else in that voice message that we need to touch on? I mean, he he mentioned that he 
uh, hit on me. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we, should we talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily remember that. Uh, I do remember maybe a five to six hour poker game. <laughs> um, uh, where pretty much everybody got drunk. Um, <laughs> but I do, I didn't get drunk enough to black out. So, uh, and I don't remember him hitting on me. I think, it, well, from what I understand, uh, that maybe he just said a lot of things to you. <laughs> <laughs> Some oh. of which may have been loosely construed as him hitting, him hitting on you. <laughs> sure. So maybe we'll, we'll leave it at that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, Stephen, thanks again for calling in. Um, I apologize uh, for last time again. Um, okay. So it looks like that was actually the only uh, voicemail that we got. Uh, but we did get an email. Um, and I am going to set this up a little bit because there's a name. Um, this is from, uh, Melanie, your husband, mm -hmm. uh, Josh. So <laughs> this is kind of a long email. It's sort of a, a numbered list of things that he wants me to, to read out loud. Okay. <laughs> actually, well, I'll read the first thing and then you'll realize he doesn't actually want me to read these out loud. <laughs> so it says, uh, number one, I hope you took my advice and this is being read in a soothing computer voice. <laughs> So, uh, to start off with, um, Josh, sorry to disappoint you. Uh, I did try to, uh, have this read by the, the text to speech thing on my computer, but it started reading everything else on the page except for the text. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was my dog. Um, uh, and it was reading numbers really quickly and it was really disorienting. So maybe next time we'll figure out a way to do that. Uh, okay, so moving on. Uh, number two in his email. Uh, an excavator is like a backhoe, but it is on tracks. And since this is a funny podcast, you might like to know that backhoe fade is a humorous term coined by the telecommunications industry referring to the accidental severing of a cable by a backhoe or similar construction activity. Hmm. So, All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> uh, I think, okay. I, I think that he may have included that partly just because I clearly did not know what a backhoe was <laughs> sure. when we talked about this before. Uh, yeah. So yeah, what you, what you described to me uh, was a backhoe. Um, but I guess the thing in the show is sort of a backhoe on tracks, which they call an excavator. Yeah. Okay. So number three, in almost every episode of Gold Rush, the narrator will at some point say, the price of gold is at a record high. <laughs> Why do you think that is? <laughs> <laughs> Why do we think they say that? Or why do we think it's at a record high? Um, the way this is phrased, I think he's asking, why do they say that? Mm. But I guess it could go either way. Good question. <laughs> I would say that it's probably um, sort of a self-affirmation thing. Mm -hmm. um, like, 
guys, why the hell are we doing this? We're only getting like two ounces of gold a day. Right. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, yeah, but the price of gold is at a record high. Uh, yeah. Sort of keep the morale up. Yeah, because the other thing they do in the show is they'll say like, um, oh, they needed 100 ounces across the season to break even. So everything beyond that point, you know, it's just profit for them. Sure. Um, and so maybe by saying like, oh, it's at a record high, uh, then you feel like they're making more progress. Like what they'll usually do is they'll say like up to this point, they've they've gotten 81 ounces across the season or something. And then they'll say like in dollars how much that's worth. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they would say record high other than just making it more exciting <laughs> sure uh that reminds me a little bit of i've been watching this show called storage wars uh-huh. um and it's basically a show where uh abandoned uh storage lockers um are sort of auctioned off to the highest bidder mm-hmm. uh for the basically the the people bidding on it want or are hoping that there's something valuable inside right and there are a couple of um people i'll just call them characters uh one of these characters is the sort of everything corresponds to a dollar value guy Uh and he's always like yeah that's a hundred dollar bill right there (laughs) and he literally will just like sort of walk through the um the storage locker and uh point at a box and be like hundred dollar bill hundred dollar bill that's a hundred dollar bill that's a twenty dollar bill uh yeah so there's nothing on the show where they actually go and like have these items appraised or show what they were able to sell them for they just decide yeah and then they they rack up the this sort of estimated cost or estimated value uh for each locker right so as the guy's saying that's a hundred dollar bill the little thing in the corner goes ching ching and shows a hundred dollars <laughs> and then at the end of the show um they're sort of comparing the different uh the bidders uh uh comparing how well they did right and the numbers that they're using the values that they're going by are the estimates that they came up with uh as they were walking through the through the storage container Oh, that's dumb. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, they will get an item appraised. Um, mm. Like, there was a like me- metal horse head <laughs> that was in one of the one of the containers, and mm-hmm. uh, like they bought this container for like two hundred dollars, and there was nothing in it. There were like bags of clothes, and then this metal horse head. And so they went to this uh, like antique shop and got it appraised, and it ended up being like worth like three thousand dollars. <laughs> but uh, the people who bought it just thought it was worthless. They almost like didn't even go get it appraised. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, most of the time they just sort of guess at the value yeah. of things uh, before they sell them. Uh, okay. So fourth thing in his email: Could you debate the following topic? If the DVD player in your bedroom has recently died, and you mostly watch DVDs, and Netflix on that TV will... uh, Wait. Okay, sorry, let me rephrase this. If the DVD player in your bedroom has recently died, 
and you mostly watch DVDs and Netflix on that TV while falling asleep. Does that make sense? While falling asleep. While, okay. While falling asleep, it would be a good idea to buy an Xbox to replace it. <laughs> so, um, so this happened last night. <laughs> <laughs> because, <clears throat> as I said, I was like sick as a dog yesterday. And so... Um, in the early afternoon, I went to the, the back, to our bedroom to, um, to just, like, lie down where it was, uh, darker. (laughs) And normally, I'll just pop in a movie that I've seen, you know, hundreds of times. Uh Because I don't care if I fall asleep during it. But, uh, I came back to the bedroom, and I went to, uh, put a movie in, and... It like the the DVD player just stopped working, <laughs> and so of course you know I'm like sick and I'm tired, <laughs> and I'm like Josh, <laughs> like the DVD player is not working. What am I gonna do? <laughs> and so he comes back to sort of poke around and he can't get it to work. And uh, so the way that we watch Netflix on the TV is we'll just hook one of the laptops up through the TV. Uh-huh. Um, and just use Netflix online. But, you know, the selection of movies is not as good, and so uh, so I ended up re-watching the whole first season of Downton Abbey yesterday. <laughs> but Josh said to me, we could just go get a second Xbox <laughs> <laughs> and hook it up in, in the, the bedroom, and then we would never, because we're always complaining about having to, like, cart the laptop back to the bedroom and hook it all up and and then like the next day you know you want to get on your laptop and it's like this whole process of unhooking it so and he's usually the one who has to use his laptop for this right so uh yeah so he suggested that if we got another xbox that we could then watch netflix and um and also dvds and i'm sure he was also thinking that he could play video games back here too (laughs) so but we didn't we didn't go for that. <laughs> we didn't go for that. <laughs> well, <laughs> there wasn't necessarily a decision made, <laughs> but he didn't go get one. So. Sure. Um so I was in a sort of similar situation. Well, um not entirely uh the same, but basically uh a few months ago, um the the PlayStation 3 that we have uh, hooked up to the the TV downstairs in the living room uh, stopped reading Blu-ray discs, uh-huh. which all the games come on Blu-ray. Uh, we have a, a couple of Blu-ray movies. Uh, most of the time when we rent movies, they're Blu-rays. Uh-huh. Um, so basically it became sort of just a Netflix, uh, the occasional DVD, um, and like any downloaded games uh, that I have box. Yeah. Um, but I have all these games that are sort of on a disc, uh, so rather than, I guess, sending this in to get repaired, I just bought a new PS3. <laughs> right. Uh, and now, um, there's, uh, well, I guess it kind of worked out because Lauren took the broken one <laughs> with her, <laughs> uh, to Reno, uh, mm-hmm. while she's up there working, um, because all she wants to do is, you know, watch DVDs and Netflix. Right. <laughs> uh, but while she was here for like the month or so that we had both, 
I had hooked up uh, the the new one that worked to the TV downstairs, and the the broken one uh, to my computer upstairs, uh-huh. so that uh, I could watch sort of Netflix while sitting on the the guest bed, which is um, in the same room. Uh-huh. So I would say that that worked out pretty well for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Xbox, PS3, they're pretty much, they're pretty much the same thing. Uh, yeah. They both play DVDs. They both play Netflix. They both play games. So, right. um, I'm not going to tell you like how to spend your money, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think that it's a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was pretty close to telling him just to go do it because then as soon as, uh, as soon as he started hooking up the laptop. Um, and he tried to access Netflix, it was like, there is an audio problem. <laughs> and I was like, no! <laughs> <laughs> and then um, my internet sometimes won't connect on my laptop. <clears throat> and then that started happening too. And I was just like, technology hates me. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> all sick and upset. And so I was pretty close to telling him to just like go buy the Xbox. <laughs> but, um, but he got it fixed. And so then it became sort of irrelevant to me so (laughs) right yeah it's uh i mean it would solve a lot of those sort of annoying technology problems like yeah every time you want to watch something on the tv you have to hook your laptop up to it and you're going to run into these weird connection problems yeah so i don't know maybe in the future we might cave and do it because the other thing is we used to have cable in our back bedroom but uh at some point we stopped getting cable um, just in the one bedroom. So like our other cable works fine. Uh-huh. And it's not an issue of like, it costs more money to get it back. I think it's just an issue of telling them that it's not working. <laughs> right. But for a while, Josh was trying to get us to have no cable at all. And uh-huh. unfortunately this was during college football season, so it wasn't oh, going to happen. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, he's been, he's been trying for a while to get us to, to go strictly Netflix and, um, and maybe like Hulu or something. Right. And not have cable. And so I'm the one who has been objecting to that. But now that I'm used to not having TV in the bedroom, uh, I don't actually watch that much TV anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, well, Lauren and I have been thinking about, um, uh, you know, getting rid of our cable as well. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, it always comes back to the sports problem. Yeah. <laughs> where yeah. even like even uh like ESPN3 which is like their sort of online uh thing where you can view like live streaming mm-hmm. sports games um it requires you to pay for cable with the sports package with That's whatever stupid. package comes with ESPN they should just let you buy sports channels yeah well i mean it's the same thing as um like HBO like, yeah, I would like to pay, uh, you know, ten dollars a month or maybe even up to twenty dollars a month just to get HBO, right? And then not have all of the other cable programs that I can get on the internet, right? For you know, at Hulu or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of shows that we watch, like we watch Thursday night NBC shows, and those will all end up online within yeah, a day plus, or two. Plus, those are all broadcast. Right. So you don't need cable for those. Right. Yeah, I mean, the only time I watch anything else on TV is when I'm bored. 
<laughs> and then I'll watch like a cooking show or something. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> but okay. So last thing in this email that has been uh, has kept us talking for like the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> uh, I'm disappointed you didn't choose Declan. <laughs> and I'm adding that to my baby name list. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go ahead and veto that. <laughs> what? You don't like Declan? For my baby? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's the the cute boy name and handsome, handsome man, man name. <laughs> uh, Do you not agree with uh, the caller that who called in in episode two? <laughs> I'm sure it is a lovely Irish name for some boy. Uh, oh, so the problem is that you're planning on having a girl. Uh, well, not necessarily, but uh, I'm not going to go with a random stranger's suggestion for naming my baby. <laughs> so. Okay. I mean, even though it was number 275 on the <laughs> 2010 popular names list. Yeah. I guess you're probably going to pick one of the 274 things that beat it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, Declan is kind of weird. And then it has the whole, like, <laughs> like Declan Bowen. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't have the right ring to uh, the, it. The two sort of syllables, two syllable names that both end with E-N. Yeah. For the N sound. Yeah. Plus, I don't think Josh is serious. Otherwise, I would have <laughs> immediately said no. <laughs> Okay. Well, well, thanks, Josh, for writing in. Um, uh, if you have something that you want to talk to us about, um, you can either send us an email. Uh, we have a new email address. It's uh, shamechronicles at gmail.com. Uh, that's spelled just like it sounds. Uh, no spaces, no hyphens. Uh, you can call us. We have a new call-in number. It's uh, 914-40-SHAME. Or 914-407-4263. If you have uh, an idea for a haiku, uh, you can read that to us. Um, Remember to please tell us who you are or how you're related to us (laughs) so we don't make any more embarrassing errors. Um, But if you just want to talk to us about anything in general, uh, feel free to drop us a line for that as well. All right, uh, then I guess that's going to do it for... The Taekwondo Don't, the Shame Chronicles podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Initializing narrator. Narrator reads aloud text on the screen. <laughs> Tooltip. Microsoft narrator window. Focus on quick help button. Contain location bar 3,796 of 1,539,464 3,301 <laughs> appearance 618 AE to non selected Hold base 384,487,100 FE090 to C2F97A non selected Asterisk new 3 Notepad plus plus window Focus on 
five four five four 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 five four five four I enabled the uh, the narrator. Change ad missing metric stat groups dot sequel. I don't know how to tell it to stop because I want it to stop and I want it to read a specific thing. Um there's got to be a way to just tell it. Background um. message settings. Narrator window. Focus on please choose a time period combo box with seven items. 30 seconds. <laughs> Contains cancel button. Okay button. Please choose a time period combo box with seven items. 30 seconds. Please choose a time period. Five seconds. Microsoft contains narrator will read aloud what is on screen as you navigate using the keyboard. Main settings group. Echo users keys. <laughs> Gmail. Could you have your computer read this? Like the reverse of Google Voice translating the voice mails to subspodcast at gmail.com window. Gmail. Contains no other known controls. Uh... Okay, I think this probably isn't going to work because it <laughs> keeps reading, like, the things that the tabs say. <laughs> or, like, reading the text of the buttons. Plus, plus, window. Focus on 545 Schema update script dot sequel tab. Hosts tab. Data change admitting metric stag groups dot sequel tab. Okay. Let's see what it's doing now. Retap. Normal text file status bar. Toolbar with 33 buttons. Application menu bar with. Oh no, it's just going to read all the buttons. Okay. <laughs> Microsoft narrator. Uh, Exit button. Exit narrator window. Focus on yes button. Contains yes button. No button. Are you sure you want to exit narrator? <laughs> okay. Uh, if we end up doing this in the future, we'll have to figure out a different way. <laughs> yeah. Maybe like pre-recorded or something. Yeah. Okay. Let me. Uh, let me put the other person back on mute. Okay. Um. Okay. So I figured we'd do. Uh, sort of a new intro. Okay. Um, the intro with the, uh, with our new name. Okay. So, uh, okay, so I'm going to say, um, hello and welcome to the Taekwondo Don't, wait, welcome to Taekwondo Don't, The Shame Chronicles. I'm your host, Kyle, and then you can say, whatever you want to say, to introduce yourself. Okay. Man, I always feel really dumb when I'm going to say this. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello, and welcome to the Taekwondo Don't. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I keep putting a the there, because I see Thai, and it looks like the. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay. 
Hello, and welcome to Taekwondo Don't, The Shame Chronicles. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm Melanie. <laughs> and uh, this is the... Crap. <laughs> I feel like I need to say something after you say something. Um, something about... Uh, I guess it should probably just be a short description of what this is. Yeah. Um, or you could say, like, previously known as the Two Sibs podcast or something. 